Good morning and welcome to the Camel Kendall Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Brendan. And we're so happy to be back here with you guys, engaging scripture together again. Um, yesterday we talked about Jesus being condemned to death, and we're going to get in going back into that series in a little bit, but I was talking to Brendan before this began, and he was telling me this hilarious story of when he was five years old and his two-year-old sister. So, Brendan, do you want to share that story with us again? Yeah, so... When I was like five years old, I used to get in a lot of trouble for losing my toys or the cups that I used. I would play with something or I would use it about once and it would disappear. And so for about three months this was going on and I just had no idea what was happening. And one day I was, we were eating lunch and I had finished my drink and I look and my cup was gone. And I was <laughs> like, wait, I did, I definitely, I was definitely there a second ago and I look under and there's my three-year-old sister and she's crawling under the table and she takes my cup and she threw it under a dresser. <laughs> so I scream for my mom and she pulls back the dresser to find every single toy and every single cup that I had lost over the past three months. <laughs> Wait, just waited for you to finish your drink and then threw the cup underneath the dresser? Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's... <laughs> and your mom thought... So your, your, your mom and your parents thought that it was you throwing them away the whole time and thought that you were doing this thing... But then they later found out that it wasn't actually you and that you were telling the truth about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe a loose analogy, but um, we can compare that to kind of what we talked about yesterday and what we're going to continue in today with Jesus being crucified. With um, They were accusing him of blasphemy, of blaspheming against God about saying all these things, about how he wasn't really the son of God. And then so they crucify him, and they, he goes through this penalty... But then they find out three days later when he rises from the dead and, and defeats that and, and has his resurrection that he actually was telling the truth, that he actually was the Son of God. But today we're talking specifically about that crucifixion, about this penalty that they had to pay. The same way that Brendan had to deal with that, that fear of his parents for those three months. Maybe not fear of parents, but that fear of a penalty for three months during the time when he wasn't actually guilty of what he was being accused of. Crucifying someone on the cross was one of the most abusive punishments ever um, because it, it was slow, it was torturous, and you died of suffocation. But uh, anyway, starting in Mark 15, verse 24, it says, Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to decide who would get each piece. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. A sign announced the charge against him. It read, The King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Ha! Look at you now! They yelled at him. You said you're going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests and teachers of religious law also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross so we can see it and believe him. Even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridiculed him. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and I have no idea how to pronounce this, so forgive me for butchering it, but actually, I'm not even going to try. He cried out with a loud, vo loud voice um, these words in Greek, which, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran up and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last, and the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom. 
When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, This man truly was the Son of God. So when Jesus was on the cross, he had that title put above his head, and that wasn't unusual to have what you were guilty of being put over your head on the cross. Yeah, it kind of reminds me almost of like um, when you go back and look, uh, there was a, 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 not medieval, but an early school that I visited in St. Augustine on a field trip once, and they had those old school dunce hats. That's so that, so everyone, everyone would know what they were being accused of, of, of being a dunce. And in, in that, we go and look at this, they have this inscription, the sign over Jesus' head, saying what he was guilty of, saying that he was guilty of being the king of Jews, of blaspheming, to be the son of God. And typically, criminals are crucified publicly so that everyone can see the consequences of their crime. And so everyone knew he was being crucified for being king of the Jews, for claiming to be the Son of God, for claiming to be the Messiah. In our world, sometimes people can put this imaginary just board above our head that can be calling us a certain name or something that we did or something that they think we are without actually knowing who we really are. Like for Jesus, when he was on the cross, people could walk by and never know who he was, but all they say is king of the Jews, false prophet, and just all these terrible things, and they never actually knew who he truly was. Yeah, it's so easy just to go and see someone and look at what other people are saying about them, um, and just look at this perception other people have of them. These people that are around Jesus, these um, the soldiers that nailed him to the cross, these people shouting abuse, they are looking at him and, and mocking him and saying he's the king of the Jews and he deserves to die. And in yesterday's podcast, we talked about how they were looking for a reason to put him to death. But in reality, that it wasn't who he was. He wasn't someone that was blaspheming God. He was the Messiah. He was the King of Israel. He was the King of the Jews. He was the Son of God. In the end, Jesus died a really painful death. And he died that so that we can have new life and that we can live through him and know him. And through that, we can go from death to life, from being dead in our sins and dead in our transgressions to experiencing this new life. And if you haven't, I really encourage you to go and talk with someone about that, whether um, if you know me, Paul, I would love to talk to you about this. I'm sure Brendan would too, or, or um, anyone that has experienced this new life, but to go and talk to them and not be afraid to start this conversation, but to ask them what it means and in their life personally, going from death to life because of this death Jesus has died for us, that he's gone through this death, gone through gone through this crucifixion so that we can have new life through him. It's truly this amazing thing, and it can definitely be very scary at certain points. Jesus calls us to become disciples of him, and he doesn't call us to an easy life, but he does promise us eternal life in heaven with him. And it definitely can be very hard at times, but if you feel that it is like that, you're definitely not alone in that, and don't be scared to talk to people about that. And what I said earlier, if you know me, I would love to talk to you. It's not just if you know me and if we're good friends, but I mean that if you have ever seen me before, would um, if we live in the same area, if there's any way you can get in contact with me, I would love to. It's not that we have to be friends for you to talk to me about it, and I'm sure everyone else feels the same way, that even if you don't have the best relationship with them, um, even if you don't know who they are very well, they would still love to talk to you, love to develop that relationship, and share what that means in their life with you. Brendan, you want to pray for us as we go to start our day? Yeah. Dear God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for everything that you do. I thank you for sending your son, your one and only son, to come and die for us and take on all of our sins. We do things wrong every day, and it's just in our human nature, and we're sorry for those things. 
I just still thank you for everything that you do, and I hope this day goes well and everyone has a good day at school. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Camel Kendall podcast and engaging scripture with us. Um, we'll see you back here on the next installment, on the next episode of the Camel Kendall podcast. See you guys later. See ya.